Hey, this is Talk with Rollshare. I'm Sophie Smallwood, co-founder of Rollshare.com. This finance executive was promoted three times at a global IT company, managing teams up to 120 people in Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Over the course of 10 years, the leader was praised for high employee satisfaction scores and team spiritedness. On the personal life front, the executive managed to write a science fiction book while also caring for young and growing children and looking after aging parents. For most people, this would lead to burnout or negatively impact performance at work. But for this leader, it was the opposite, optimal performance and the happiest chapter of an impressive career. This finance executive secret, you might ask? They were two, two leaders sharing one role. Today, we interview Céline Barral and Hervé Chastel, who for 10 years shared finance executive roles at Hewlett Packard. I interviewed them for our blog earlier this year and had an incredible response. And so I invited them back to continue the conversation. We recently ran a story about you, Celine and Hervé, and the feedback from people was incredible. So many of your HP colleagues raved about your leadership together. And when you reflect back, what do you think made your partnership such a success? As a job share, we work 10 years at Hewlett Packard as finance executive in three different roles. And yes, as you said, feedbacks have been always excellent, both from the management and employee side. So we think that what made our partnership such a success is seamlessness and trusting of each other. So seamlessness means stakeholders should not notice any additional complexity due to the setup. So it means people never had to repeat anything. We kept each other aware of all topics and established the handover process with a joint inbox and calendar. And trusting of each other means to stick with a decision made by the other previously. And also no need to say that you need to be very structured and organized in taking notes, doing handover, planning workload, meetings. You can have the highest motivation ever. If you aren't organized, it won't work. And so you mentioned you had a joint calendar, joint inbox. That sounds relatively simple um, in that you typically, what one person decided on, you would go with. Was there anything else that you think made you work really well? The common question that we get is around handing over. Yes. So it's pretty simple. The key factor then is discipline is that you need to stick what you have agreed and defined. So it's discipline. And something important too is, I guess, we shouldn't underestimate the time of the handover. The handover has to be, if it has to be one hour, it's one hour. If it has to be two hours, because there are a lot of topics, subjects, then it's two hours. So it's what Celine said, it's a structure. Handover is a great tool, but you need to spend time during the handover. It's not a 15-minute exercise and then bye-bye. So... I think it's really important. And over easy as such, but to spend time and to go in details is very important. What would you say to somebody that says, well, the handover is perhaps like a duplicate effort. So this is something mm. that in essence, the company is paying extra for. Well, first, the handovers generally or usually were at 8 p.m. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> uh, I won't say it's outside working hours, but kind of. And the second is endeavors are making you more efficient. And what you're going to get, and when it's you, it's, I mean, the company, what you're going to get is far more important and bigger than if we were only one person. Sometimes our endeavors were on Saturdays, Sundays, 
So, I mean, we need to be flexible. So that's yeah, something I've heard a lot. If you're going to be working in a flexible fashion, you need to be flexible. Yeah, exactly. Why did you decide that you wanted to share a role at the point in your life that you decided to do it? And the second part of that question is, what would have been the alternative if sharing a role hadn't been part of your career at that point? I think it was a strong personal wish. I strongly wanted to spend more time with my daughters and be fully involved in their education. Before being in job share, I missed far too much opportunities and important moments with them. And I'm a big believer to say uh, we have only one life. So we have to take advantage of this one life. So I really wanted to spend more time with my daughters. They were teenagers. And it was the first reason. Second reason with no ranking between both. But at the time, my uh, mother was very sick, very ill. My father was a little overwhelmed and I wanted to help him. So it was, they were the main two reasons. And obviously spending two days dedicated to my families enabled me to, when I was at work, to be totally focused, motivated, and without these guilty feelings I may have when I was not in job share. Because when you work with a guilt feelings, uh, you are maybe only at 80%. If I had not done job share, actually, I never thought about this question before. So uh, I guess I would have carried on with my current job, my 100% job, and tried again, again and again, because job share was clearly a must for me. So I won't have quit the company, obviously. I would have stayed in my current job, do the best as I can. Your situation, your story reminds me of sort of the sandwich generation, right? Where on one end you have children, on the mm-hmm. other you have the parents. And so you were in that middle position of exactly to support both sides. And I think it's a growing trend. You know, people are living longer as a result. Parents are looking after their own children, but then at an age where their parents are getting older as well. So my motivation was to explore one of my unmade dreams, which is or was to be a science fiction writer. And to write books, you need time. You just can't write books during the night and go (laughs) doing finance in the morning. It won't work. So you have to dedicate some time. And I reached that work-life balance and I was able to fulfill that dream because I'm now also a science fiction writer. And because of that, at work, I always felt full of energy and motivation because I was able to get enough re-energizing time in my personal life. So because I reached that work-life balance, I was, I think, more performant and competent at work as well. And back to your question, I cannot imagine not doing job share. So I would have managed to do it uh, one way or another. So for sure, I would have done it. Yeah, I think one thing that really strikes me with individuals who share and your story is that there is one common thread and that common thread is ambition. And it's ambition on all sides of life. Ambitious to be there for your family, ambitious to have a career, ambitious to explore external aspirations and passions like you, Celine, and you, Hervé. So it seems to be a very commonality that we're seeing across individuals who share jobs. It's not taking it easy. In fact, it's trying to be everywhere, but in a way that is possible. And Celine, I'd love you to tell us a bit about your books. Um, Maybe we have listeners who are into science fiction. Tell us a little bit about the books that you ended up publishing. So I wrote several books, but two were published, uh, also um, a couple of novels. 
Nice. And it's mostly, uh, it's not space opera. It's really, uh, I would say, uh, normal life science fiction. Right okay. now it's in French, but uh, hopefully it's going to be translated soon. <laughs> bah, tu peux dire le titre en français. On a, des, on a certainement des gens qui savent parler le français. Alors, euh, bah, pour les Français, vous pouvez trouver euh, mon premier roman qui s'appelle Saltan aux éditions Rivière Blanche sur le site de rivièreblanche.com. Very good. Thank you for that. And for those of you who don't speak French, maybe this is um, an opportunity to start. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hervé and Céline, I understand that together you managed anywhere from 20 to 100 employees at various stages of your partnership and got promoted three times. So how did you manage your teams together? What was your process and your operational model? I guess that two of the most important key success factors for a successful job share are team spirit and structure. And since honestly, our job share was working pretty well, we said we need to apply these same principles to our team management. It was really to reinforce teamwork, team spirit, and to create a structure in the team. And structure doesn't mean it's very well organized, etc. Structure means also vision, strategy, etc. So we spend a lot of time on that. Something which is more standard, and actually it works also if you don't do a job share, is uh, but we are big believers in that. It's delegation and empowerment. I think it's key. Then if I move to more tactical task or tactical approach, we are regular one-to-one with our managers and our individual contributors. And what we did was one time it was with Celine, the one-to-one, and one time it was with me. We thought that, and I still think, and I'm sure Celine think it too, that with this approach, our people had uh, a real opportunity to be exposed to a broader diversity of thoughts and feedback. I think I can say it's far richer for the people. And it's a feedback we got from our people, actually because we had two brains and they were able to build more thanks to our feedback and to develop more. Regarding our performance evaluation, we always and always, always, always had our year-end review or media review together with our manager. At the very start, we didn't want to have Céline having a one-to-one with our boss and Hervé having a one-to-one with the boss. It was always one-to-two, one-to-three, I don't know, but uh, it was always both of us together. What we decided, and we were very clear on that, is that our performance evaluation, we shouldn't be evaluated in isolation. Celine, Hervé have the same evaluation. They have the same rating. They have the same ranking. They have the same salary increases. They have the same bonuses. There shouldn't be any difference among us because if you start to create differences within the job share, I'm pretty sure it never happened actually with Celine, but it creates tensions potentially jealousy, et cetera, et cetera. So it was very clear and it was kind of mandatory when we discussed with our boss. So I guess it's how we, we organize and how we approach the teams. We could spend one hour in details, but very high level, I think it's how we try to manage the teams and the people. I also understand that you together had very high employee satisfaction. You touched on that. Yes. What do you think about your partnership helped to contribute to that? Do you think that your employee satisfaction levels would have been as high, say, just one of you was managing the team? Do you think that your partnership really helped to contribute to the high employee satisfaction levels? I think if you do a job share, you develop and you have those key skills that are also needed to manage teams. So definitely trust, empowerment, delegation, communication, recognitions. 
all those skills to make a job share successful are also the ones that make a team management successful. So I think they are both connected. Our, our success in managing the team and managing our job share are, are very connected because in the end, they are tied to the same strengths. And one question that we get from time to time from people who are not very familiar with sharing jobs is, is it more work for the person who's managing the pair? What was your perception of that from your manager? No, it should not. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. I, I think at first, especially for our second and third job share, because the first time the manager, actually the VP who hired us, used to work with job shares. So it was not a big change for him. But at first, it can be for the manager, what's the word, unsettling. It could be a little lost at the beginning because he's not used to work with job shares. So it's up to us. It's what we tried to do. And I think we're successful. And this one is to help him or her in this approach. So at the very beginning, if you have a manager who has never been accustomed, if I may say, with job share, there is a kind of time where you need to actually to support and help him or her to understand. Right. And it sounds like this is sort of the reverse mentoring opportunity. In exactly. And would you say that sort of your plan, you thought about how you want it to work, you had this operational process and as mm-hmm. part of that is you present that to build that confidence level to your manager. Yeah, exactly. Because typically, for example, the manager will think he or she needs to repeat things. And so uh, very quickly, you just need to tell him or her, no, you should not repeat anything. I know because Hervé told me, so I know everything. And then after a while, he or she understands and never repeats anything. But maybe the first time it's human, I would say, (laughs) he or she will say things twice until they understand. And some people, let's be honest, also some people were testing us, okay? Uh, You know, Hervé, I said to Céline, blah, 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 why it was not true, actually. So they are testing. But it's, as Celine said, it's human. And actually, when it works, it's a proof that job share is working. But people are testing sometimes. So sort of on the topic of testing, you know, people are by default different. And more often than not, you know, a strength in a job share, that difference is a strength. And in large companies, you know, there's many agendas. So what would you recommend to co-executives to prevent direct reports, whether it's internal or external customers or maybe uh, stakeholders from sort of consciously going to say one or the other leader to try and test to see maybe if one leader is maybe a little bit more lenient on certain subjects. So we identified the strategic meetings and made sure that we both attended them each other week so that both of us got exposure to the key stakeholders. So for example, imagine there was a board meeting on Monday, Hervé would go on even weeks and I would go on odd weeks so that both of us get the exposure and the important communication and feedback from the top management. It means that we did not have a fixed schedule. So the schedule was changing each other week. And also as we had only one mail and one calendar, In practice, it was very difficult for people to target specifically Hervé or specifically me. That's how we avoided that. Yep. Great. So when you think about your partnership, what areas do you feel you needed to be totally aligned, almost completely identical to each other to succeed? And where would you say that you think it benefited 
you to be sort of maybe different in those areas? I think that when you do a job share, one of the key things, we talked earlier about structure, organization, and trust, but I think it's very important of when you have two people in a job share is you need to share the same core values. What do you mean by core values? Core values are what are the key values in life for you, okay? It means about life in general, about economy, social, human, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's very important because if you have very different values, your values with your job share partner are going to collide. I think it's very important. It's why it's important to know the person you're going to do job share before. Absolutely. It's interesting because your point about how you can't know each other, it's something that you should know each other yeah. at a time. It's something that we thought as well, you know, how do you build trust? Trust is such a big part of working together. Through the research that we did, we interviewed people who knew each other beforehand, but we also interviewed people who didn't know each other before. And, you know, one person was already working at the company and then a new person came in to share the job with that individual. And as part of the interview process, they managed to actually establish trust relatively quickly. And one thing that's become clear to us is people who are friends necessarily don't make the best job sharers, but it's about having good professional chemistry up front. I do agree based on our research that having common values is important and that keeps coming up. And the values that we have heard are important are sort of how you value time, how you value work, your work values, how you execute on work, the things that you consider important in work. Those types of values is what we've discovered as important when people share jobs. So I agree with you. The one thing I would say is based on our research, we've discovered that you don't have to know each other, but that there's definitely a requirement for alignment areas of the personas to actually make a sharing arrangement work. Yep. And obviously you can have different art and soft skills. I mean, obviously we've seen our art and soft skills are slightly different, but at the end they are adding up and it's how you are making these differences a real strength. They complement each other because I think we are covering a big spectrum with our skills. One is maybe a little better in an area while the other is. And it means that these two people, and it's not necessarily nervous, but it's job share. It means a broader skill set, actually. This is a key strength for the company because it means more quality and, by the way, far more quantity in the work we are doing. And I think it's something we have to be to sell also to the managers or our managers or to the company is you have guys a broader skill set. The leadership of a job share is stronger than the one of an individual in the end. Absolutely, absolutely. And when we look historically through examples and role models, when you think about just even just generally flexible working, oftentimes the persona is a working mom. What I love about your example and others that I'm seeing pop up more and more is that it goes far beyond that. You know, the fact that Celine's main motivation, and I don't even know if you have children, Celine, but, I do. <laughs> but that your main motivation was to, in essence, focus on this other craft that you are passionate about. And that for you, Hervé, your motivation was to be there for your family. You know, I love that. I think it's so important. And 
What do you think it will take for more people to sort of, and I think men in general, to feel more comfortable, to sort of look at other ways of working? Because as you said, life is short and human is human, right? And whether you're a man or a woman, you have that one shot. And so how can we encourage more men to sort of take ownership of that life that they have and not feel the pressure, the societal pressure, the, the workforce pressure to be there full time? Because I think if we enable men, we can enable women too. I think it's a very tough question because actually you, you touch it's a social pressure. First time I said I wanted to do a job share, I had uh, strange reactions. You mentioned ambition earlier. And I'm a big believer, as you actually, that People in job share are very ambitious, but they have several ambitions. And it's this message we should pass. Being in job share doesn't mean you don't have any ambition. No, you have an ambition for your work, but you have an ambition for your life, your family, writing book, being I don't know what, etc. So I think it's immediately when you are doing a job share, people may think that you are not ambitious. And therefore, with the social pressure, it's maybe even harder for, for the men. Women have other issues in, in the world. But I think for men, I think it's the ambition message we need to pass or to change or to... Because social pressure is very important. I had several reactions, reflections when I decided to move to job share. So. And then you proved them wrong, right? Proved, I hope so. But, you proved uh, yourself right. Let's just say that. You yeah, exactly. I proved myself right. But yeah. if you want to expand to men... I think it's around ambition and to be able to sell that to executive. If you had to try to inspire a leader who today is on the fence about enabling this way of working inside of the organization, what would be sort of your very short message to them? I would say you need to dare to make your life successful, not just your work successful, but make your life successful. On my side, I would say that in job share at work, I've never been so happy when I was at job share. And I never felt so motivated and contributing when I was in job share. That was Celine Bahal and Hervé Chastel, who shared finance executive roles at Hewlett Packard. Their happiest working experience was sharing a role together. In a time where companies are scrambling to retain employees post pandemic, Bringing the sharing economy to jobs is part of the solution to drive retention, employee engagement, diversity, and equitable career opportunities. Thanks for listening. I'm Sophie Smallwood, co-founder of Rollshare. Join us for our next episode.